Praise the Lord, everybody. I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Chad, I know that we had you scheduled to do a scripture. I don't know if you want to do that. Leave that up to you. Well, if you want to, come on up. Let's catch on fire. Hallelujah. May God bless Brother Chad. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, I'm excited about tonight because on my way to church tonight, I was singing to my wife, tormenting her, thinking about, get our minds on Jesus. Let's have church. And we started singing that thing, and she's like, you told him, didn't you? I was like, no, no, I've been praying all afternoon. I needed a sign from God that what I had to say tonight was going to be what I needed to say. I sent an article to pastor this week talking about churches. And there were six to 10,000 churches a year that goes out of business. They go, and that's one to 200 churches every year. And it said that 70% of people do not believe that it is essential in their faith to go to church. They claim to be Christians, but they don't think they have to go to church. I tell you what, brother, I go to the grocery store, I get cheated at the grocery store. And I go to the gas station, I get cheated at the gas station. But when I come to church, I don't want to get cheated in church. Amen, brother. I tell you what, the scripture that came to mind when I gave it to pastor is, it deals with the unjust judge. And this scripture came to mind in Luke 18 and 8. It said, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth. That tells me, ladies and gentlemen, hell is trying to get all the faith it can. That's why Jude said, Beloved, when I give all diligences to write unto you the common salvation, it needful for me to write unto you, to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Jude was saying, you got to do whatever you got. you got to do battle. you got to do warfare. you got to do whatever you got to do to preserve faith. Hell is after your faith. Hell is trying to take your faith away from you. That's why people, they don't lose their faith one cataclysmic event at a time. It's the daily grind of life. One knock here, one knock here, one disbelief here. Then the next thing, next thing you're not even in church anymore. You're not even in church anymore. That's why Jude gave us the answer. About 17 scriptures later, he said, But be loved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Brother Chad brought up the unjust judge. And the point of that parable was that even an unjust judge is still going to yield to those who just keep on coming. If you just keep on coming... If you just keep on coming, if you keep being faithful to God, whatever you need, friend, if you can just keep on asking, amen. I mean, even an unjust judge 
Amen will fulfill that uh, widow's request. And just like us, amen, uh, the request that we make known to God through our prayers, amen, amen, will allow us, amen, allow the Lord an opportunity. He can't answer an unprayed uh, prayer. He can't answer a prayer when you answer a question when you don't ask it. You, you've got to ask the question. You've got to come before the Lord. And, uh, and uh, the Lord's obviously looking for us to become faithful in our, in our endeavor to receive an answer. Amen. Psalm chapter 150, verse 1 through 6 is our text tonight. Thank you, Brother Chad. Thank you, Pastor, for leading us in worship this evening. Amen. I feel the Spirit of the Lord in this place. Man, we're not just going through the motions tonight. This is real. This is really church. This is really church. Hallelujah. And we serve a real God who can really answer our prayers. Anybody ready to really ask Him? Somebody get a hold of Jesus tonight. Somebody knock on the doors of heaven tonight. Come on, that's up to you. That's up to you. you I can't knock on that door for you. I can't ask it for you. I can't pray it for you. I can pray for you, but I can't pray for, I can't pray what you are want to, wanting me to pray for, for you. You've got to get on your knees and find a place and pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Psalm 150. Verse 1 through 6. Familiar passage of scripture probably to all of us. Anybody in here that I would imagine is unfamiliar with this passage. Verse 1 says, praise ye the Lord. And that's what I want to title this lesson tonight, or this message. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the sultry and harp. Praise Him with the, with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise Him upon the, upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And our title tonight, Praise Ye the Lord. Somebody turn to your neighbor, neighbor and say, Praise the Lord. Now, Brother Josh, I want you to find a real neighbor and say, Praise the Lord. <laughs> he was put, making a little fun there. He just turned to the wall and said, praise the Lord. Amen. Tell somebody else, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We find ourselves saying that phrase often. Amen. But I wonder how many times we're, we really think about what we're telling our neighbor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Ye the Lord, praise the Lord. Somebody give the Lord a praise tonight before you're seated. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, from the bottom of your heart, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know how long you could be seated. I don't know how long I will be this evening. Amen. I just have a burden in my spirit. Just have something churning deep on the inside tonight. Amen. An apostolic church ought to have some apostolic worship. An apostolic church, uh, there's a unique, pastor, there is a unique sense of worship that ought to be going on, amen, when you walk through those back doors right there. Because we have apostolics in this place. People who know about real change, who know about real deliverance, who who have testimonies, amen, of a God that really changed and delivered us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we say praise the Lord, we ought to be reminded, amen, of the past that he's pulled us from. Amen. The deep mire that we were stuck in. Amen. I'm thankful, amen, to God, amen, for what he's done for me. I'm going to praise the Lord, amen, with everything that I've got. If if the psalmist said, hey, let everything that hath breath, in other words, everything that's breathing has a reason to praise the Lord, how much more those of us who are more than just breathing, amen, but are living, amen, a life before him. Hey, I've got a reason to praise the Lord. I've got a reason to lift my voice. I've got a reason to magnify him. Hey, if you're waiting on me, amen, to settle down, I'm just getting started tonight. Hallelujah. The word praise means to be clear. Amen. It means to be brilliant. It means to use clear, sharp tones or sounds. Amen. Don't be, amen, don't be, amen, ambiguous. Don't be shaded. Don't try to cover up your praise. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to muffle it. Make it clear. Make it a high sounding. Amen. Make it a high and loud sound. Hallelujah. 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 The word is used and applied, amen, to the brightness of light, amen, to make a show. Used to both external appearance and grandiloquent words. Fancy words, the best words that you can think of. Whatever kind of word, amen, that best describes how you're feeling, amen. You ought to just let it rip, friend. You ought to just let it out. You ought to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Dale. Amen. There's somebody, amen, that's willing, amen, to make a show of what the Lord has done for him. Come on, make it clear, make it clear, and then make a brilliant sound unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost, amen, right now. I believe the Lord is pleased with what's going on right now. There's a few more, amen, willing to stand, amen, and not worry about what they sound like. Amen, they're trying to make a crystal clear sound before the Lord. 
I'll be all right if I don't get to finish this message tonight. I'll be just fine with it if we could just go ahead and have a Holy Ghost hoedown. We don't need the beat of a drum and we don't need the striding of an organ. We need the Holy Ghost, friend. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word means to be foolish. Amen. The lexicon pastor, amen, specifically said, amen, that the more anyone boasts, the more he is regarded as being foolish. And how many times, we know people that are like that, that don't, that, that consistently brag, like to talk about how good they're doing and all that. And the more they do it, the more you dislike it. The more it's distasteful. The more you recognize their, their arrogance and pride. And so I find it interesting that that definition is wrapped up in this word praise. Man, but what the psalmist was telling us was not to boast or brag about us. And not to talk about the great achievements of our, of our life and career. Amen. To not talk about how great we are, but to talk about how great he is. Amen. If you're boasting, amen, it might get on somebody's nerves. Amen. If you're talking about yourself, amen, the psalmist go ahead and takes that and applies it to your worship and says, you ought to go ahead and boast about how good God is. So what if they get tired of you hearing it? So what if they get tired of you singing it? So what? You go ahead and, and make yourself a fool before the Lord. Amen. Be foolish. Amen. Be distasteful. Amen. In your worship. Amen. Because what's important is what's going on between you and God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I mean, that's what David's problem was, if you want to call it that. I mean, Michael, I mean, looking from, I mean, the comfort of her home, I mean, out the window, I mean, of her bedroom, I mean, looking down at her beloved, beautiful husband, I mean, who was so eloquent with words and, and so anointed, I mean, in writing the Psalms, I mean, but this man, I mean, disrobed himself before, I mean, the people of God, and I'm not talking about, in an immodest way, but he became foolish in the eyes of his own wife. Said, honey, I love you. I appreciate, amen, this relationship that we have. Amen, but if this is going to have to stop in order for me to praise him, I've got no option. I'm going to praise him. Oh, hallelujah. I wish we could get to that place in our spirits and in our hearts and in our relationship with God. Amen. On Sunday night, on Sunday morning, on Tuesday night, on Thursday night when we're praying. I don't care who's listening. I don't care how redundant I sound. I don't care how many times I've said thank you. I don't care how many people I offend. I'm going to praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Leah, 
And it was the first wife of Jacob, the patriarch. Genesis chapter 29, verse 32. And it tells us about time when she began to conceive and bear sons. I mean, to Jacob. The Lord looked down on her in her situation. I mean, because she was the one, amen, that wasn't as loved as Rachel. Amen. Jacob, amen, chose Rachel over Leah. Jacob decided that he loved Rachel more than Leah. And the Bible says, amen, that Jacob hated Leah. So the Lord looked down on her in this affliction. The Lord looked down on her, amen, in this state of being hated and said, I'm going to bless this one. I'm going to put my hand on this one, amen. And because Leah turned to God, amen, and asked him to, brother Chad, because Leah, amen, approached the door, amen, of heaven's throne and began to knock God, amen, give me a child. Maybe this will make me look better in Jacob's eyes. Maybe I can get the attention of my husband, amen, if I can bear something for him. Amen. And Genesis chapter 29, 32 picks up at this point. And verse 32 tells us that Leah conceived and bare a son and she called his name Reuben. For she said, surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now therefore, my husband will love me. Call her firstborn Reuben. Things are going bad. Got it. It's a terrible situation. What in the world am I going to do to change this problem, fix this issue, fix this problem? In the middle of this attitude and state of affliction, the Lord gave her a son. So she called him Reuben. The Lord looked on me and saw me in my affliction. Thank the Lord. But her focus wasn't on the Lord. She was focused on herself. So she named him Reuben. Looked on my affliction. Therefore, now my husband will love me. Verse 33 goes on to say, She conceived again and bare a son and said, Because the Lord hath heard that I was hated. It's about me. He saw that I was going through it. He saw that my husband wasn't treating me right. He saw, amen, that my friends were being dirt, were being rude to me and, and talking behind my back. The Lord saw that, so I'm going to name him. Yeah, Simeon. Therefore, given me the son also, and shall call his name Simeon. Verse 34, and she conceived again. Bear a son, and now this time will my husband be joined unto me. Rachel doesn't stand a chance now. I've got three. She, in comparison, I'm doing much better now. She started, she, she had a focus. You understand what I'm trying to say here? That she had a focus misappropriated. She was looking in the wrong direction. She was focused on herself and what this would gain her and how this would put her ahead of the others. Amen. So maybe now my husband will be joined unto me because I have borne. Wait a minute. I thought it was the Lord that gave it. But I have borne the, him three sons. Therefore, what's his name called? Levi. Finally. Verse 35. 
somehow, I don't know, I don't know what happened between Levi and this conception. Maybe Jacob never really gave her the attention that she looked for. Maybe Jacob never, maybe the three sons didn't really produce the results that Leah intended for them to produce. And even though her motivations were selfish for these three sons, the Lord continued to bless her anyway. She took the credit for it as we just read. But 35, she has a totally different perspective. She conceived again and bare a son. And she said, now I will praise the Lord. It's not about me anymore. It's not about my I I've done as well as I can at this point. I mean, if she would have got this I mean, the first time, I don't, I don't know how it would have impacted her relationship with Jacob and what she ultimately wanted. Amen. But if, if Leah, amen, if Leah, amen, would have focused on, amen, the right thing the first time, amen, she, amen, in her state of affliction and hatred and, 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 and this condition, amen, that she was in, amen, she got what she wanted, amen. But when the rose, amen, when she realized what it was, amen, that she should have been looking at, how she should have treated it, God began to get what he wanted. She said, now I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. Amen. And this, amen, is a tribe through which our Lord and Savior was born because somebody got their focus right, because somebody was willing to readjust, amen, and stop looking at their own situation and selfish problems, amen, but stepped into the house of the Lord on a Sunday night even when they were tired, amen, and began, amen, to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not going to wait till next week. I'm not, he gave me another one. He gave me another victory. He gave me another soul. He changed me again. I didn't deserve this one. I didn't, I didn't pray. Amen for that. I, I am now going to praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord now. Somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen, it's true, amen, that while Leah was afflicted and hated and was in her selfish state, she received what she wanted. Yeah, friend, amen, you can get your hands on what you want. Amen, you're capable. Amen, you have free will. Amen, you have the ability, amen, to rot and produce. Amen, but God is looking for something else. Amen, for you to refocus, amen, your, your focus on him. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now, I'm going to praise the Lord. He's gone, he's gone above and beyond what I expected. I've had the three, and I thought that when I had three, I mean, I would get what I really wanted. I thought that that, that was enough, I mean, but the Lord just turned right around. And gave me more than enough. Gave me more, amen, than what I was even asking for. Amen. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Amen. He gave me more, amen, than what I even asked for. 
Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. I wish we would just, uh, amen, ask him. Brother Chad, amen, so appropriate. Thank you, amen, for reading those words tonight. Amen, the, that widow, amen, just clambered, amen, onto, amen, the unjust judge's front door, amen, began, amen, to knock. Hey, are you there? I need your help. This is beyond what I need, I mean, what I can do. I need somebody with authority to step into my situation. I need somebody who can really fix the problem. I can't go home, amen, with this problem again. Amen, but poor old widow woman had to go back home, amen, that night. Amen, but she didn't give up because the next day, Hey, judge, you've got what I need. You've got the power. All you got to do is draft a little bit of, maybe draft a letter, amen, and write it, amen, for me. And, and I have what I need. Sorry, sweetheart, you have to go back home, amen, without what you need. Now, at this point, I mean, after having done this over and over, most of us would have given up. Even though the man has the authority, even though the man has the power, him to give us what we need, we give up because we've considered ourselves either not worthy or that we don't deserve it. I, I, I don't know what various reasoning that we put behind it. Amen. But we give up and we stop coming and we stop praying and we stop talking to the one, amen, who we know, amen, has the power, who we know, amen, just can write and just speak the word, amen, and it's all all right. How many know that God's able? How many know that God can really, amen, meet your need? I don't care what your need is. I don't care if it's financial. I don't care if it's physical. How many believe that God is able? He's got the power. Hallelujah, so why do we stop asking? Why, amen, do we retreat to our homes and say, well, I'll read about it in the Bible. I've heard the stories of the old timers. I mean, when the Lord comes back for his church, will he find faith? I submit to you, amen, that's not even my topic here tonight. I submit to you, that could be the reason why we stop. Not because we doubt his ability, but we doubt his willingness to do it for us. We lose faith not in his ability, but in my situation. We lose faith not in the fact that he's able because I know he's the one that spoke this universe into existence. I mean, with his sheer spoken word, amen, he created man from, amen, the dust to the ground, amen, created, amen, the firmament and land, amen, spoke the waters in the midst of it. Amen, through the spoken word of God. So we know he's able. We believe that. Amen. But my situation is different somehow. Amen. My problem, amen, maybe it's not too big. Amen. But maybe it's too small. Amen. Maybe my God, amen, is not willing, amen, to heal me, to deliver me, to change me. 
friend, I submit to you that that's nonsense. And that God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if you need it. And then God is faithful and just. Apostle James wrote and said, amen, that if you, amen, the reason that you don't receive it is because you ask amiss. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All we got to do is keep asking. All we got to do is keep asking tonight. Amen. Amen. 7.15. I know time is swiftly fleeting. Amen. I'm just interested. And move the Holy Ghost tonight. Come on, church. Can we reach out to the Lord? Holy Ghost is here. I have no idea what he came to do tonight, but I know that he's here. I have no clue, amen, what his reasoning is for coming here. But I know that there are several people in this place that have a need, amen, and he is able, amen, and he is willing, amen, if we could just ask. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody talk to the Lord. Come on, lift up your voices and cry out to him. Make a clear sound. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. As we go forward tonight, 2 Chronicles chapter 5, amen, captures the story, amen, of the, the completion of Solomon's temple. Amen. At the end of the construction project, amen, Solomon, amen, and the people of Israel gathered, amen, at the temple, amen, and they, amen, began the first uh, service. And when it came to pass in 2 Chronicles 5 and 11, when the priests uh, would come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not uh, then wait by course. Also the Levites, which were singers, all of them Asaph of Heman and Judathan with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them an hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. And it came even to pass as the trumpeteers and singers were as one to make one sound, amen, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Then that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a lot. Man, I'm going to preach all of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll make a little joke here. I don't want to be inappropriate. But, but you want, amen, to keep from having to sit, amen, and hear the minister's minister, the word of the Lord. You ought to just get up out of your pew and worship. Amen, the Bible says that because the glory cloud, as a result of all their praise, amen, the priest cannot stand to minister. So if you want to keep us seated, then you stand up and worship. 
Somebody take a step of faith. <laughs> somebody, somebody stand up and worship. Amen, I guarantee, Pastor, and I know I, amen, would be, amen, perfectly fine, amen, with just having a Holy Ghost to hold down every once in a while. Amen, maybe I need to break that one down for all of you city slickers. A Holy Ghost hoedown in Hilton's lexicon means Sunday night church service. That's definition A. Definition B. When Brother Josh takes off and runs around the aisles like he did this evening. Definition C. Brother Jerome takes off after him. That's a Holy Ghost hoedown. Amen. Definition D. We don't get stuffed back into our pews, amen, because we think it's time, amen, to move on in service. Well, we go ahead and take, amen, our liberty and worship the Lord. This is an apostolic church. I remember the days, friend, amen, when we, amen, I, not too long ago, Pastor, when I was in Colorado Springs, amen, they didn't even begin the song service, amen, but as they didn't even begin, amen, the pre-service prayer, amen, but in 15 minutes, service, pre-service, 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 I'm, I'm in a loop here. Before pre-service prayer, the 15-minute practice before pre-service prayer, there we go. Just like we do. The 15-minute practice that we have prior to pre-service prayer. There we go. They started singing a song. And it was a song they had never sang before. Amen. But the Lord blessed it. Amen. During that practice. And the Holy Ghost moved. Amen. And sinners for the first time. Amen. Visiting that church that night. Amen. They didn't know what time it was. They didn't know that they shouldn't be in the altars. They didn't know. Amen. That in 15 minutes we're going to start praying. They didn't know. Amen. That the altar call wasn't yet. They didn't know. Amen. That it wasn't time. Amen. For them to come to the altars. And so two pastor. Two people. Amen. That didn't have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Made their way to these steps at the front of the sanctuary and begin to seek the face of God they thought it was church time I mean, at that night, we didn't even have a pre-service prayer except for the fact that we were praying. I mean, those people threw to the Holy Ghost and I believe that both of them received the Holy Ghost oh my God, the lights weren't even on. Amen. The, the projectors weren't even on. Amen. The, the singers weren't even in the right places. They just had church. They just came to the house of God and fell before an almighty God who they thought, who they believed could fix their situation. My, 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 my. Oh, how I long for those olden days. Amen. When we don't have to just, uh, amen. Okay, it's time to take up an offering. Okay, now we got the offering out of the way. We need to now move on into the preaching. What about a spontaneous moving of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Where the unction, amen, doesn't only occur in the pulpit, but in the pews. My, 
my, when the Spirit of God, amen, doesn't flow, amen, five feet out from this platform, amen, but goes into the pews and rips you out of the pew and brings you to the front. doesn't leave you standing there amen but brings you down and the Holy Ghost is moving all over you it says it's gonna be all right it's gonna be just fine if you just go ahead and worship me a little bit hey that's it go ahead that's what apostolic church looks like Where we're not satisfied, amen, to go home, amen, to our cold beds, amen, to our cold bills, amen, but that we believe a God, amen, who can perform a miracle. My God, does anybody believe in that kind of a God? Yes. Hey, friend, go ahead and try him. Go ahead and test him. Go ahead and try him. Hey, but Brother Hilton, I've been knocking on this door, amen, for two years. Amen. Well, amen, even an unjust judge, amen, will go ahead and take out his pen, amen, and begin to draft a letter. Amen. If you just keep on coming. How much more our Heavenly Father, amen, who loves us, who's already put his, his spirit into us, who's already invested himself in you. <laughs> not even a sparrow, not even a sparrow, amen, will fall without his knowledge. Not even a sparrow. <laughs> My God, the Holy Ghost is in this place. Whatever you need, friend, amen, come before the throne. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed. <laughs> Do you have the Holy Ghost? Are you the seed of Christ? Have you been born again? Have you received the Holy Ghost? Evidence by speaking in tongues. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed ever, 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 ever begging for bread. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, amen. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, 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 come on, somebody, come on, somebody. I don't know what you're waiting on, amen, but he's here, he's here. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Somebody ought to praise the Lord. friend 
Come on. We're right there, friend. somebody would get under a burden amen for your brother I wish somebody would get under a burden for your sister amen if you're not going through it find somebody my God my God my God and if you're in need you go ahead and make your way to an altar amen to this front part amen pastor I will come and pray for you the Lord's gonna heal the Lord's gonna deliver the Lord's gonna change Come on, what do you believe? This is for you. This is for you. He told us show yeah. He told us show yeah. My God. My God. Come on, do you need anything? Take a step of faith. Hallelujah. Well, I already tried it, Brother Jared. I already went to the altar. I already been there. Amen. But friend, amen, did you feel, amen, the tugging of the Holy Ghost as immediate as it is right now? Did you feel the urgency, amen, of the Holy Ghost as you feel it right now? My God. That's the spontaneity of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the unctioning of His Spirit. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. you go home and say the Lord didn't meet my need. Don't you go home and say I prayed and the Lord didn't answer. I'm telling you the Lord has given you specific direction on what to do. Whatever you need, I mean whatever you need from God, I mean it's a matter I mean of whether or not you believe. My God. My God. He Lord I will show you. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated right where you are just for a moment. Amen. David, amen, consulted, amen, with the captains of thousands and hundreds in First Chronicles chapter 13. Amen. At the time when the Ark of the Covenant, amen, had, amen, left, amen, the people of Israel was stolen away, amen, by the enemy. Amen. The Ark, the glory of God, amen, was no longer in Jerusalem. And so David consulted with the captains of thousands and hundreds and with every leader. And David said unto all the congregation of Israel. And Jared said, amen, to all the people at New Life Pentecostal Church. If it seem good unto you, and that it be of our Lord God, let us send abroad unto our brethren everywhere. 
Call your brother. Call your sister. Get a hold of somebody I mean, that you know has the same kind of burden that you have. And if it's okay with you, if it be, amen, what did he say? If it seem good unto you, that it be of our Lord God, send to our brethren everywhere that, that are left in all the land of Israel. Hallelujah. And with them also to the priests and Levites, which are in their cities and suburbs, that they might gather themselves unto us. And let us bring again the ark of our God to us. Hallelujah. Bear with me for a moment. I lost all my breath a few moments ago. Hallelujah. Let's bring again what used to be here. Again, let's bring the ark of our God to us. For we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. And all the congregation said that they would do so. For the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. So David gathered all, the Israel, all of Israel together from Shihor of Egypt unto, uh, unto uh, the entering of Hemath to bring the ark of God from Kirjath-Jerim. And David went up and all Israel to Baala, this, that is, to Kirjath-Jerim, amen, which belonged to Judah, amen, to bring up thence the ark of God the Lord that dwells between the cherubims, whose name is called on it. And they carried, amen, the ark of God. Amen. They, amen, they didn't, friend, amen, they called the name of Jesus on the ark. Amen. If we're going to get, amen, the old glory back, we're not going to lose, pastor, amen, the doctrines, amen, that promulgated, amen, that old glory. Amen, that glory comes along with, amen, the oneness of God and baptism in Jesus' name. It's a result of a message, amen, that is preached by holy men of old. Amen. To bring thence the ark of God, the Lord that dwelleth between the cherubims, whose name is called on it. And thank you, Pastor, for preaching that message about calling on the name of the Lord. <clears throat> but listen to what happened in verse 7. They carried the ark of God in a new cart out of the house of Abinadab. And Uzzah and Ahio drave the ark. And David and all Israel played before God with all their might, with singing, with harps, with psalteries, with timbrels, with cymbals, and with trumpets. And when they came unto the threshing floor, I want you to make a note of all the worship and praise that was going on. Amen. Even on the first try. Amen. But when they came unto the threshing floor of Chidon, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold the ark, for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. And he smote him because he put his hand to the ark. And there he died before God. And David was displeased. 
Because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. Therefore, wherefore that place is called Perazuzzah to this day. David wasn't discouraged. The Bible didn't say that he was discouraged. The Bible says that he was displeased. But he was not discouraged. So let me frame this in a situation I mean, that may be a little bit more relevant to us. We come to God praying, amen, for old time revival. We come to God praying, amen, for a real need that we have. <laughs> we come before the Lord in sincerity and faith, believing, amen, that He is going to bring the glory back, amen, to answer our prayer. And He's able. So the problem isn't there. The problem is, amen, in the method. Amen, and friend, you don't need to get discouraged. Amen, when the Lord, amen, corrects and doesn't answer when you don't respond the way he expects you to respond. God's not interested in us just doing his will. He's interested in us doing his will his way. And we can't, amen, put the blame back on him, amen, when we do his will our way. God, why, amen, isn't the glory back? God, why are we seeing, amen, the miracles that is written about in the book of Acts? Why, amen, are we missing, amen, such power, amen, when I know that it's there and I know it's your will? Why is it? Hallelujah. I, I just came to preach on praise tonight. And really, that is a part of all this. We need to get back to an old-fashioned kind of worship. For we're not tied, amen, into our pews by invisible, amen, ropes of unbelief and, and complacency and unwillingness. We ought to take a step of faith and break some of those bands. He called us out of darkness to show forth. Yeah, to show forth the praises. To be brilliant about it. To, be, to make it shine. To make it crystal clear. Everybody watching, I love God. I'm interested in pleasing God. I'm interested in serving God. I'm thankful for where God brought me from. Are we too sophisticated for that kind of worship? Have we gotten beyond, Pastor, where he brought us from? Have we forgotten? No, we haven't forgotten. We may not have forgotten where he brought us from. But I do believe we've forgotten where we were at. Not where he brought us from. Not from the moment. I mean, I was, thank God for the night that he changed me. Thank God for the night that he gave me the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the night that I was baptized in Jesus' name. Thank God for those 
nights. But what about the nights before that? When you were stuck up in bed all night, couldn't sleep. Because you were scared the Lord was going to come back. That was my testimony. I mean, at the age of four years old, I mean, I went running to my parents' bedroom crying because I had a dream that the Lord had come back. I mean, even something just as simple as that, amen, can get the heart, amen, of a four-year-old. But even those of us who were prayed through when we were adults, and if you don't have the Holy Ghost, friend, you need the Holy Ghost. John chapter 3 says, except a man is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot. That means you can't. That means if you thought you could, you can't. It means you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Cannot. So what you need to do is be born of the water and of the Spirit. Baptized in Jesus' name and receive the gift of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. That's being born again of the water and of the Spirit. Amen. How in the world did I get over there? But David, amen, and the people of Israel, all together, amen, made a decision. All right, we're going to bring the glory of God back. It's time to see the way things used to be. We, we, we need to have old-fashioned revival. We've got to pray somebody through to the Holy Ghost. If it seems good to you, say amen. If it seems good to you, say amen. If it seems good to you to have revival, somebody say amen. If it seems good to you, I mean, to pray somebody through the Holy Ghost, somebody shout amen. David wasn't discouraged when Uzzah died. It was a lesson for him. 1 Chronicles chapter 3, 13, verse 12 tells us that David was afraid of God that day. Saying, how shall I bring the ark of God home. He didn't say, now God, I've been praying for the glory of God to come back since I was inaugurated as king. I'm so sick of going through this time after time after time. He didn't go home to Michael and say, Well, we tried. But Uzzah died. Do what, honey? Uzzah's dead? Yeah, he died. I guess we, I guess the Lord doesn't want to send revival to Jerusalem. Because the Lord doesn't want the ark back in his temple. Guess that's not the will of God. Otherwise, Uzzah wouldn't have died. You can reach a really logical conclusion, and it can be the incorrect one. David did not say, all right, let's, let's give up on this idea. He's like, all right, that didn't work. Uzzah's gone. I'm not trying to 
make a morbid joke, but I'm just, but okay, since that didn't work, we did something wrong. Okay, how? How do I, what do I do to bring the ark of God back home? Let me tell you something, friend. I don't care what situation you have in your life, what problem, what question you have. The word of the Lord already has an answer. Word, let me say that again. I don't, I, I, I honestly, I, I do care. I don't, it, it's, it's unimportant. I'm not sure if that's right. I have this problem every time I get here. How do I fix this? Somebody give me a suggestion. We can talk about it after church. Amen, but what, what, do, I, what do I do here? I've got, I've got this unsolvable problem. I've got this question. David, how am I going to bring the ark of the Lord home? How am I, what am I going to do? Oh, let me, let me go to the word of God. Exodus 25, verse 12. And they shall cast four rings of gold for it and put them in four corners thereof. Two rings shall be on one side of it, two rings on the other side of it. Thou shalt make staves of shittim wood and overlay them with gold. And thou shalt put the staves into the rings by the sides of the ark. And the ark may be born with them. Oh. Should have read that. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's uh, call Zadok and Abiathar and all the other Levites. Uriel, Azaiah, and Joel. And Sister Rebecca, you can come up. And Eliel and Aminadab and said unto them, Ye are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, both ye and your brethren, that ye may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel in place, uh, the place that I have prepared for it. For because ye did it not at the first, the Lord, I understand now, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order. We didn't look uh, for the answer. We didn't, we didn't do it the right way the first time. So the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. And the children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves thereon. And Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. It's not, Moses, it's not David's idea now. This is straight out of the word of God. That's how we do it. That's what those rings were there for all along. Maybe David's like, man, these are kind of inconvenient. Doesn't really sit on the cart properly. Kind of getting in the way. That's because, David, you didn't read. You didn't go back and look at how the old timers did it. Friend, we got to get back to those days. I don't, by whatever means necessary and the means that are necessary. Or a good old-fashioned Bible study, Brother Nelson. Amen. A good old-fashioned, amen, cracking open this black book and saying, all right, how do they do it? They prayed until the shake, place was shaken. Yeah. That's when Peter and Peter was bound up in jail. How in the world am I going to get out of this? Stuck between two guards, they feel every time I flinch. I cannot figure out a way to get out of this. 
church of God is somewhere praying. Somebody is on their knees saying, God, we need our pasture back. God, I mean, we need a breakthrough right now. God, would you set them free? Amen. God, we need victory. And I submit to you that that, amen, as simple as it sounds, amen, will solve the problem, amen, of revival in Olathe, Kansas. Amen, if we could just find a place, amen, and consistently, amen, knock, amen, on the throne, amen, at the door of the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got a lot more scripture. Amen, but the point of the remaining portion of scripture that I have, amen, to read, amen, is to designate, amen, some folks, uh, amen, to, to take charge of certain areas of worship. These people were specified. David didn't just say, you can go ahead and sit where you're at. You'll be okay. Just watch while we have church. No, that's not what he did. So the Levites appointed Heman, the son of Joel, and his brethren, Asaph, the son of Barakiah, and the sons of Merari, their brethren, Ethan, the son of Cushai, and with them, their brethren of the second degree, Zechariah, Ben, and Jeaziel, and Shet, something, and Jehiel, and Unai, and Eliab, and Benaiah, and Messiah, and Mattathiah, and Eliphela, and all these, Pastor gave me the permission to skip ahead. Zechariah and Aziel and Sheremoth and Benaiah uh-huh, with psalteries on Olamoth. That's what I was looking for. These guys are going to play the psalteries, whatever that is. Pastor, what's a psaltery? I'm not doing it right now. Figure it out later. And then I want Mattathiah and I want Eliphala and Mechniah and Obed-Edom and Jeel. That's not right. Azaziah with harps on the other thing to excel. I don't want them just to give it half-hearted effort, but I want them, when they, they pick up that harp, I want them to excel. I don't want them just to go through the motions. And when they think of one of them, Eliphala picks up that harp. Man, it's been a long time since I heard a harp played like that. I just love it. When Mechniah grabs that harp. I like it when Aziel picks up his psaltery. I like it. Amen. When those other guys pick up the trumpets. The ones with the tambourines. I, I like it when they just cut loose excel and I wonder friend I wish I, I wish I had the authority pastor just to go out here and say you are doing this I want you to shout right here I want you to shout right here I want you to shout right here you right here right here I want you right here I want you right there We're about to have a Holy Ghost hoedown. We're about to have church. All right, well, Brother Hilton, it is. 751. 
home. We're going to have church. You guys go ahead and go home. I, I, honestly, if you if that's where your mind's at, I, I'm, not, I'm not blaming you. I'm not. You take your liberty. We're going to take ours. Now, David, is all this really necessary? Do we really need 15 people on the sultries and 20 people on the harps and all these people with the trumpets? I don't really like the way Billy plays the trumpet. I don't really like all that. And of course, as I already mentioned, Michael up in the window looking down on all the operations. Why would they do that? David, I told you not to do that. David, what are you doing out there in the middle of the street? The Bible says that she despised him in her heart. Man, but David knew how to worship, he knew how to praise. Remember what I said the definition of praise was earlier? We could all stand just here. It means to be clear, to be brilliant, use of clear and sharp tones, sound, applied to brightness of light, to make a show, both of external appearance and grandiloquent words. To be foolish. The more anyone boasts, the more he is regarded as being foolish. Goes on to say it means to sing, literally, especially anyone's praises to praise to celebrate especially God and again it means to be foolish to show to be foolish and to make a shame so in light of that I do have a long portion of scripture I want to read here Psalms uh, Peter David steps up to the in front of the congregation of Israel. I've been working on a song for this moment. I've been waiting on this for a long time. There have been nights that I stayed up all night, but it wasn't because I'm worrying. It's because I was dreaming. Because I was thinking about this day, that the ark of God would finally come home to me. Remember, that was his question. God, how? How? What do I got to do to get the ark of God home to me? Verse 1 of 1 Chronicles 16 says, So they brought the ark of God, set it in the midst of the tent that David had pitched for it. They offered burnt sacrifices and peace offerings before the Lord. This is why all the psalteries and all the harps and all the tambrits and all the all the all the uh, trumpets were necessary for burnt offerings, peace offerings before God. When David had made an end of offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. And he dealt to everyone of Israel, both man and woman, to everyone a loaf of bread and good piece of flesh and flagon of wine. And he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to record and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel, Asaph the chief, and next to him Zechariah and Jeel and Shammiramoth and all those other folks. And let's skip down. 
Then on that day, David delivered first this psalm to thank the Lord into the hand, to, to thank the Lord into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Calling upon the name of the Lord. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing songs unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works and glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Oh, well, David, you're getting a little, you're getting a little outlandish there with your, your words. And then talk ye all of his wondrous works and glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. David, you ought to slow down. He said, I'm just getting started. Seek the Lord and oh, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Can I get some help here, Pastor? Can I ask Andrew to read this? Andrew, can you help me read this? I don't have the voice to do it. I want you to read. Right here, verse 9. Sing unto them, sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Yes. Seek his face continually. Yes. Remember mar his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. All right, Brother Josh, can you help me out here? Verse 13. Read this. O ye seed of Israel, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen one, the Lord our, is, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are all in the earth. Be ye mindful always of his covenant, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, even the covenant which he made with Abraham, and of the oath unto Isaac. Amen. David, you ought to slow down there. You get a little extravagant in your worship. Brother Nelson, can you pick up in verse 17? And hath confirmed the same to Jacob for a law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying unto thee, Will I give the land of Canaan and the lot of your inheritance, when you were but few, even a few, and strangers in it, and when they went from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another people? He suffered no man to do them wrong, yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Hello, David, you ought to slow it. Brother, Nick, can you help me out? Verse 23. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For all gods of the people are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Glory the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Verse 29, Brother Dell. Give unto the Lord the glory. Do unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. The world also shall be stable, that it be not moved. Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice. And let, let men say among the nations, The Lord 
reigneth. The Lord reigneth. Amen. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the fields rejoice and all that is therein. Then shall the trees of the wood sing out of, his, out of the presence of the Lord because he cometh to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. And say ye, save us, O God of our salvation. And gather us together. Come, come back to the house of the Lord. And that's where amen, there is salvation. Gather us together and deliver us from the heathen. That we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever. And all the people said, and praise the Lord. My God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was a little extravagant. Yeah, it was a long passage of scripture. David couldn't, he just couldn't find the right words. Been waiting on this for a while. There's something about this God that we serve. Come to the house of the Lord where he saves. Come to the house of the Lord. Let's keep coming back together again and again. Because he cometh to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good for his mercy. I mean, he's a merciful God. He's a faithful God. Oh, save us, God. Give us salvation. Give us liberty. Deliver us. Change us. Heal us. Oh, can we praise the Lord tonight? And all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. Let's praise the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah.